most honorable knowledge the most honorable knowledge and the greatest knowledge is the knowledge of Allah whom there is no God except him the true God the Lord of all that exists and the knowledge of Allah is the basis of every other knowledge for the one who knows of Allah knows other than him and the one who is ignorant of Allah therefore by all means he is ignorant of every other thing that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says وَلَا تَكُونُوا كَالَّذِينَ نَسُوا اللَّهَ فَأَنْسَاهُمْ أَنْفُسَهُمْ and don't be like those who forgot Allah because of their disobedience فَأَنْسَاهُمْ أَنْفُسَهُمْ so he let them forget themselves so they were not able to do righteous deeds so if you contemplate this verse you will find a noble and honorable meaning and a great one implicated in this verse that anyone who forgets Allah then Allah will make him forget himself and therefore will not realize his reality nor he would realize what benefits him and what harms him so he will be crippled like cattle even cattle could be more knowledgeable of its benefits in this sense what's meant is that the knowledge of Allah is the basis and foundation of every other knowledge and it is the basis for the slave of Allah to know of his happiness and to perfect his affairs and to work for his other life therefore he would properly estimate Allah the proper estimation he deserves and it will lead him to be shy of Allah out of love and magnification his heart attached to him yearning to meet Allah and to be close to him turning his affairs to him having awe and fear of him and mankind with this respect differ in such an estimation of Allah the Prophet ﷺ in invoking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he said لا أحصي ثناء عليك I cannot enumerate praising you Anta, you as you Allah, as you have praised yourself. The prophets indicating those most knowledgeable of Allah, they even invoke Allah with this saying, La uhsi thana'an alik. I cannot enumerate praising you as you have praised 
yourself, O Allah. Love, eagerness are matters that follow the knowledge of Allah. So the knowledge of Allah brings forth and leads to love of Him and yearning to meet Him. And therefore, knowledge of Allah is the most great and most honorable knowledge. This leads to, and that this leads to the proper estimation of Allah, loving Him and eagerness to meet Him. And the more a person is knowledgeable of Allah, the more perfection is in his love of Him. And therefore, فَمَنْ كَانَ يُؤْمِنُ بِاللَّهِ وَأَسْمَائِهِ وَصِفَاتِهِ Whoever then believes in Allah and His names and attributes and knows of Him in this respect, he would love Him more. And then he would achieve a state of sweetness in his heart. And this sweetness puts him in a state whereby he would always love to meet Allah and be close to him and to see and look at his face and listen to him and to his words the knowledge itself leads to the that's why we put the proper estimation I didn't leave it uh, to lead to estimation of Allah but the proper estimation and inshallah there will be inshallah no problem with that that's why I restricted it with the word proper so we move inshallah <coughs> Malik bin Dinar rahimahullah said the people of this life they left it and they didn't taste the best of it. They said to him, and what is it, Ya Aba Yahya, O Abu Yahya, what is it? He said, Ma'rifatullahi Azza wa Jal, knowing of Allah, the most mighty and most majestic, that this would be the most, they didn't, those who know of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, are these are those the ones who have really tasted what the best in this life and that is therefore the knowledge of Allah the most high as Malik bin Dinar rahimahullah asserted um, so we continue inshallah with this in surah al-an'am in chapter 6 verse 91 wama qadaru allah haqqa qadrihi they, the Jews, the Quraysh pagans, the idolaters, did not estimate Allah with an estimation due to Him. When they said nothing did Allah send down to any human being. So, yani inshallah, what's due to Him, that's why we said the proper estimation. So, as uh, when the knowledge of Allah is strengthened then his eagerness to Allah also strengthened is strengthened 
Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiallahu ta'ala anhu said the believer would not feel at rest without the meeting of his Lord of Allah therefore anyone who sets his resting quote unquote in this life in the meeting of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then as if he have reached that meaning that the believer as he started the saying at the beginning of his statement the believer would not have any real trust or rest in this life without being keen about this matter of meeting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala really yearning to that so that he can reach it as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Rad verse 28 الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَتَطْمَئِنُّ قُلُوبُهُمْ بِذِكْرِ اللَّهِ أَلَا بِذِكْرِ اللَّهِ تَطْمَئِنُّ الْقُلُوبِ Those who believed and their hearts had tranquility and peace with the remembrance of Allah for indeed through the remembrance of Allah the hearts will be in such a state of tranquility so this tranquility and rest this is the thing which Abdullah bin Mas'ud was speaking about when he said that there will be no real trust for rest for the believer you know unless he meets Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that therefore this matter should be alive and to bring it alive the process, the means, is what is stated in Surah Al-Rad, which is uh, chapter 13, verse 28, those who believe and their hearts are in a state of tranquility and rest, through the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they will achieve that. And before this, the, prophet, the prophets, may Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam be upon them, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave them the choice between increasing their stay on earth or death they used to cha- they used to choose the meeting of Allah the most high they used to choose the meeting of Allah the most majestic as an imam al-bukhari rahimahullah entitled in his sahih in his book of collection of hadith chapter quote من أحب لقاء الله أحب الله لقاءه the one who loves to meet Allah Allah loves to meet him and underneath this chapter he gave the situation with the Prophet وسلم, described by Aisha his wife رضي الله تعالى عنه, عنها she said Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to say innahu lam yuqbad nabiyun qattun hatta yura maqadahu min al-jannati thumma yukhayyar that no prophet will will be will, his soul will be taken by Allah until he sees his seat in paradise and then after that he will be given the choice so 
when the Prophet ﷺ became ill and when that moment of death approached while his head was on my thigh and he used to go into a state of unconsciousness then wakes up finally I saw him gazing with his sight up in the direction of the roof the ceiling then he said Allahumma rafiq al-a'la O Allah the highest companionship meaning he had chosen Allah to be with Allah so I said Aisha said إِذَنْ لَا يَخْتَارُنَا so he didn't choose us and I knew that this is what he used to say concerning the prophets she said then Allahu Akbar she said فَكَانَتْ تِلْكَ آخِرَ كَلِمَةٍ تَكَلَّمَ بِهَا النَّبِيُّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمُ this was the last word that the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم spoke اللهم الرفيق الأعلى O Allah the most highest companionship that means Allah himself so how is it that you know this rough these rough hearts these stone hearts are unable to to accuse other Muslims when they speak about knowing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's names and attributes and defending them in the proper way as Allah intended and as Allah affirmed for himself and by the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam.